be delivered today, you're in the right place. If you're looking for freedom today, you're in the right place. Thank you. <laughs> I want to tell you today, I believe this message that God has put on my heart isn't, isn't a great deep theological message, but it's very much an encouragement. It's time to deal with the brokenness in some of your lives that have been hindering you from going forward in what God has for you to do. This really goes along with what I've been talking about as far as having this poverty mentality or, or this, this mentality that the enemy continues to try to keep you in this place with your grave clothes on, and we all know that we are free from that. But we have to walk in it. And there may be a few things that we've got to do. But today, I'm going to challenge you because we're going to have some people up here and we're going to pray for you if you want prayer today for those very things. To get free. To be delivered. If you're, if it, I don't care what it is. What is it? Um, one of the, what motivates us? I want, you to, I want you to ask yourself this. What is it in your life that is troubling you? Then let me ask you the second question. Is God of heaven and Jesus Christ the Lord of that situation? Or are you still dealing with that situation. Some of you, are, I'm going to ask some of you to give some things up today. Not to me. I don't want them, thank you. <laughs> I, got my own, I got my own stuff I got to unload, okay? But, but, but to, to, you know, I mean, I love you with all my heart and I'll carry a burden, but I don't need your junk. I got my own junk and my own trunk that I got to get rid of, Amen. <laughs> But what, is motiv what motivates us to do what we do a lot of times? And we've talked about this before. Is it anger that motivates you to do what you do? Is it frustration? Or here's a big one today. Is it fear? Do you know how much fear is driving people today? Fear is stopping people from doing things. Fear is causing people to do things. And I'm going to tell you what. The way we're going to break all of this is, is with prayer. And I'm going to tell you, let me tell you. Don't tell me prayer doesn't work because I'll call you a liar. Prayer does work. We were here praying Thursday. Thursday night we prayed. We prayed over this region. We prayed against suicide. We prayed against these things that are going on. Friday there was an incident in our region at a school. It could have been a whole lot worse than what it was. But you know what stopped it? The prayer. And don't try to tell me, well, it was a coincidence. You believe what you want to believe. In this church, we believe the power of prayer. Because what hope do you have if you don't have hope in Christ? What are you hanging on to? Hang on to your fear. Where's that going? How's that going for you? How's that working for you? Listen, if, if things are going to get done and broken in our lives, we're going to have to look at them in the eye Claim the, 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 father, the power of God over them and walk in the freedom that's already been bought for us. We've been fed a lie. But we're going to break a lot of things today. I just believe it. And you know what? You get to choose. You get to choose. You can stay where you're at or not. That's, that's the only thing about will I don't get with God. I wouldn't have given anybody a will if I was God. <laughs> you're going to do it my way or... <laughs> Smite button. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's why I'm up here in the eastern upper peninsula where, you know, where, where I think the greatest move of God is going to ever take place right here in our region. So praise God. I pastor the two greatest churches in the world. So, you know, Pastor Dwayne Vanderklok comes up once in a while. And, you know, he's got that little church of 10,000. I tell him, you're coming up here to find out what God's saying, aren't you? <clears throat> 
So what, what are you making your decisions on that's causing you to carry baggage? What is it? What is it? Most of the time, you can relate it back to some kind of sin. You know, alcohol, drugs, lying, cheating, divorce, all these things that cause us to carry baggage. Hurts. And I'm not trying to judge anything. I'm just saying, but hurt causes. Do you know, this, there's this thing. Sin makes people stupid. It does. And we don't want to be stupid people. We've got the answer. We need to hang on to what God says and do what He says. You know when we get in trouble is when we go and do it our way. Then we ask God to fix our mess. He's more than happy to try. Are you willing to let Him? See, how many things are hindering you? And there's some things, there's, there's five things that I'm going to talk about today, but there's, there's a, a, a whole lot more than that. But see, how many of you today are dealing with unforgiveness? And I'll have a whole sermon on that sometime down the road. You know how the things that unforgiveness does? Oh my goodness, you better unload that. Get rid of that in your life. Because you know, the only one that's really hurting is you. The person that you haven't forgiven may or may not know what they've done. But I'm not going to hang on to that because that just ties me in knots. And you know what I'm talking about. Somebody makes you mad and you're mad at them and you toss and you turn and you toss and you turn. They're sleeping like a baby, but you're miserable. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's ever been there, but I've been there. So I want to start in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And now they came to Jericho as he went out, talking about Jesus, of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. I'm going I'm to read this all the way through, and then I'll come back to it. So let me find this. 1046. 1046. Mark 1046. In verse 47, And when they had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Then they called to the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabboni, or Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight, and he followed Jesus on the road. Now I want to go back to verse, 10, verse 46. Notice, now they came to Jericho and went out of Jericho and with his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, one of them, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. A great multitude. There is a great multitude of people here today. There's many people I want to submit to you that are around the things of Christ, but they are not in Christ. They like to come and see the show. They want to find out what's going on. They kind of want to be, but no, you've got to be in Christ. These people, in the, I call them multitudes. There was a whole multitude around Jesus when he was preaching good, but when he was on the cross, where was that multitude at? A lot of them were saying crucify him. So the whole, the whole first part of this thing, you have got to decide where you are. Are you really, truly in Christ? Are you truly, really trying to walk with Him? And I'm not talking about being perfect because you're looking at a man that is not perfect. Don't walk this thing out perfect. But I'm talking about, man, my whole heart is to, 
to be what God wants me to be, to do what God wants me to do. Are you doing it? Or are you just giving him lip service and going through the motions? It got pretty quiet in this charismatic church really quick. Let me get on to the happy things. We're the lions. Roaring like a lion. Mark 10, 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, now listen to this. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I want to stop right there. That, that term, son of David, declared his lordship. That's what it is. If you go to Israel and, and you say son of David, they know you are talking about the Messiah. So this blind man who was around this multitude of people was crying out. He was declaring Messiah. Are you declaring Messiah in your situation and where you are in your life? Are you declaring Messiah where you're at? Or are you just standing on the side of the road? Then it says, listen to this, son of David. This is, this is uh, basically, this term declares, son of David declares lordship over your situation. What situation do you have in your life that you are not declaring lordship of Jesus Christ over? That's the one that's beating you to death. Now, now it says, look at this, have mercy on me. Let me look at that word mercy for a second. Mercy is, now listen to this, I love this, an act of kindness towards someone with a serious need, but your kindness meets that need. That's mercy. Can you read that again? It is an act of kindness towards someone, okay, that has a serious need, and you are meeting that need. Okay, that's mercy. So what was he asking? He was saying, I declare you as Messiah, as Lord in my life, in, not just in my life, over this situation in particular as well. Have mercy. Do this for me because I have a need and his, have mercy on me. This is an act of kindness. Toward, and he's asking, I need an act of kindness toward me because I got a serious need. And guess who will do that? Jesus every time. As a matter of fact, he did the ultimate act of mercy when he died. So you know what? He's, he's already said yes. He's already said yes. I have this need. Yes! But I'm thinking, yes! But I need yes! Oh, of course, don't be asking for another wife because you're just foolish if you do that. I need another wife. That will be a resounding no. But, I, this, but this man you, it's this man you gave me, Lord. No. I just thought I'd better throw that in there because pretty soon people will be walking, God will give me anything. He says yes to everything. Oh, contraire, mon frere. And anybody that knows French, that's all the French I know. And I, and I won't tell you where I learned that. You probably know where I learned that. On the, 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 uh, those commercials, the Butterfinger commercials, with that little Bart Simpson dude. <laughs> so I digress in my spirituality. <laughs> so listen, so this beggar, this blind beggar, blind beggar, I mean, a blind beggar, that's a pretty tough spot to be in. 
in that state, he is declaring, Messiah, have mercy on me. Show me this act of kindness, and I know the answer is yes. Where are you at? Are you? You're right there, aren't you? <laughs> I asked him, where are you at? And he said, I'm right here. Do you, are you giving Jesus lordship over that part of your life too? Or are you going to figure it out yourself? First thing we've got to do is declare his lordship in our lives. And I'm not talking about, well, I believe in God. No, I'm sorry, that's not cutting it, that's not close enough. Wet willy, wet willy. <laughs> we, got, we got four or five things going on here. It's, it's good. You got to declare, and I'm not just talking about, I, I believe in God. That word believe is very, you got to be careful with that. Most people that say they believe in God, they acknowledge that there is God. Well, good. You and the demons are on the same level. They believe in God. But you know what? They're smart enough to tremble. Man doesn't even have enough sense to tremble. Okay? So we declare his lordship not only in our lives, but over those things in our lives as well. Jesus, in my family, we're dealing with some things. You are lord over this situation. And we are free of it. I may not see it, feel like it, hear it, or it may not look like it, but it, I'm free of it, and we're free of it, and we're winning. Because Jesus said, yes. Have mercy on me. Okay. And look what happens. When, to, tell, to call someone the son of David, that's, that's like saying Messiah. And look what it says in verse 48, the first part. Then many warned him to be quiet. Oh, I love this. That would be like somebody standing up in church on a chair saying, Preacher! We can do that here. Preacher! I need Jesus! I need Jesus! And then people saying, Shh! Don't interrupt his message. He's preaching. Shh! Wait, wait, wait! And he, it's what it said. He's cried out on more. Hey! Hey, I need Jesus! That's, that was the scenario. He's crying out, I'm a blind beggar and I need help. And they're saying, Shh! It's Jesus. Don't touch the anointed one. What? If I am that anointed, throw me on the floor and everybody gets some. Yeah, dog pile on the man of God that's got the anointing. I'm all right. Whatever. If I'm so darn anointed, don't whisk me off into the back. Throw me into the crowd. But here's what it said. He cried out all the more, and I love that. How, how many of you, you know... Sometimes we just say, God, will you? Oh, I guess I'm just not worthy. No, 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 no. They know who I am. He knows who I am in heaven because I bug him all the time. You know, sometimes I feel like he's like, oh, he's back again. <sighs> he's back again and again and again. Let me see. And Jesus is said the right hand, Father. Does he ever quit? Never. But Jesus already said yes. So it says, so now look at this. I love this. Mark 10, 49. So Jesus stood still. He's going along and said, I heard somebody that had a need. And he commanded him to be called. Now I love this part too. Then they called the blind man saying, hey, the same ones who were just telling him shut up three seconds ago, hey, be of good cheer. Jesus is calling you. I'll take you up to the prayer line. 
oh, you hypocritical one. You know, I'm like, get away from me. You didn't help me now. I don't need your help now. You didn't help me then. Jesus, stop. Jesus hears us when we pray. Here's the problem. We don't like sometimes the answer, and we don't like to be patient. Because one thing I have learned, get ready to write this down. Jesus does things in his time. He is never but he ain't none too early neither. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him about that. If he had just showed me a little bit sooner, I wouldn't have bumped my head quite as much. But you've got to trust him in it. Jesus stopped. And in verse 50, now look at this. And throwing aside his garment. Guess what this is? Expectation. He's like, I'm a blind beggar. Hey, wait a second. Jesus is calling me. That old thing's going. I'm getting ready to step into something new. Jesus just stopped. The answer was yes. Have mercy on me. I'm getting rid of the old. I'm stepping into the new. What are you hanging on to? What's got you bound up? What do you think still hindering you? It's time to throw that thing off and expect stepping into God, expecting something new to happen. I'll get to you. Expect it. But that's what it was. This dude was expecting. He didn't just say, well, maybe. No, no wait, wait a second. Jesus called me off with you. I'm stepping into this. Here we go. I don't know, what it's gonna, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't care. But it's Jesus on the scene. And he said, yes. He's going to have mercy on me. And so here's the thing. You have got to believe. That's called faith. That's called faith. He believed. He threw off his garment. I'm getting rid of the old. Now, I want you to tell, yeah, that's right. They identified him as a blind beggar. No, he's got a new identity now in Christ. He's a new creation. Now, let me give some of you a hint. Today, when you decide, I'm throwing off the old, I'm stepping into what Christ has, I'm expecting my identity is now in Christ, do not go back and pick this rag up. That's right. Come on, man. Kick it to the curb and leave it there. If you are dealing with addiction of any kind, don't go kicking it on the curb with the buddies that got you there to start with. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. And if there's something that you've got to come out from, come out from that old identity. This is, I'm a blind beggar. Not, I'm free of that now. And if you read on, you know what happens. That's right, you're a child of the king. And guess what? You can go to the refrigerator and get anything you want anytime you want because it's already yours. So, then he says, So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Do you know that Jesus knew what he wanted him to do? We're not testing Jesus' faith here. He's asking, well, where do you, What do you want? Where's your faith? What do you want? That I may receive my sight. Declare what it is you need. Well, God, whatever you think I need. No, tell him what you need. He knows it, but it's all right to confirm it. And it's all right because when you come up here and we pray for you today, you're going to have to tell us, this is what I'm believing for. We're going to stand in agreement with you. That's what we're going to believe. We'll stand in agreement. Then you know what? You can walk in this freedom because it's been given to you. The answer is yes. 
Here's the fight. We know the answer is yes. The fight is I step into this and, oh, the presence of God is so good. And you step out these doors one step and all of a sudden this thing comes flying right back at you. <laughs> exactly. And you got to, and here's what happens. Now get ready. Get ready to speak the word. Now you get ready to block it. She's going to speak the word and you block it. You ready? All right, here you go. It's coming at you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And bang, down to the ground it goes. I'm going to have to have that clean, but. <laughs> but you speak, you, you walk out here and you say, no, I am not going back. That is not who I am. This is what I am. I'm confessing what I am. I'm believing what I am. The word of God says what I am. I'm not going back to that. Too many people walk out the door and say, I hope that God can help me. And, and they go back to this and say, well, God, I know I love you, but I, I sure hope that that prayer that they did worked. But, you know, I just can't. No, do not go back to this. Leave it right there. That's the fight. That is the fight. The fight is, I'm not going back to that. And listen, if by some, some you know, it happens that you go, oopsie, God, forgive me. Down it goes again. You keep fighting until that thing stays there and it's dead. I hope my glasses weren't in there. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? But what we do is we walk out here and we, well, either this word is true and it works, and you're going to, but let me tell you, now listen. This is where the rubber meets the road with Christianity. It is a fight. You've got to use everything that you've got, every bit of knowledge you've ever learned. You've got to use this word. You've got, you know, you've got to speak the word over your own life. It may be, it, well, I don't know much of the Bible. Find a verse that you do know and repeat that one 100,000 times. Every time the temptation comes, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Your head's telling you, go back to that, go back to that. It wants you, it wants you. Oh, and it's good, it's good. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, no weapon. Hey, call somebody you know, hey, I'm really struggling. Can you agree with me in prayer that no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I'm really hurting? That is the body of Christ in action, defeating the enemy, and we will win this region to Jesus Christ. I'm confessing it. Told you I was fired up today. So it says, he says, so he asked him, Rabboni. Now that word, Rabboni, means great one, or Lord, or teacher. Jesus asked blind Bart, what do you want? And so he told him. Then Jesus said to this, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, when you are following Jesus, and that was the word, now you've got a new identity. That is not who you are. That is not who you are. Who you are is what this word says you are. If you are in Christ, you have become a new creation. Now, everything that he says in here is what you are. You don't know Christ? I'm sorry. This is what you are. There's, no, there's just no other way around it. This is what you are outside of Christ. In Christ, this. Not in Christ, you're anything that you believe you are, anything the world says you are. In Christ, no, you're more than a conqueror. And let me tell you something. Some of you young people that are here, the, the, the whole body image, the whole, uh, you know, all this stuff. 
what people say about you is not who you are. We've got some young people, generation here, I want to tell you, that's not who you are. By what you look or how you feel or what clothes you wear. No. This is what the Bible says. Listen, I understand this. Because when I was in school, you know, I was an 80s kid. And it, was, it was Izod then. It was, you know, you had to have the alligator on your pocket. Well, we couldn't afford that. I had a giraffe. <laughs> you know how big that went over in high school. <laughs> yeah, here comes Scout. He's wearing granimals. And some of you understand what I'm talking about with that. So, so you young guys will never understand. You kids will never understand what granimals are. I'll just leave it there. But when you become a new creation, you start talking different. You should start walking different. You should start doing different. And that doesn't mean it's all, all of a sudden you just step on and say, Woo, I know everything about the Bible. No, walk out what you know. If all you know is, hey, I'm born again today and Jesus loves me, then good. You walk that until you get the next revelation. Then when you get the next revelation, it's a little bit deeper. And then if it's just one scripture verse you got to stand on, stand on that. But don't go back to what the devil tries to tell you you are because that's not who you are. Thank you. So throw off the old. So with the last bit of time we've got, if that's where you're at, you know that you know. You know what? There's some, and I'm talking, you could be born again. Love God with all your heart. But there's something, man, that's just sucking the life out of you, that's just hanging on and clinging on that you need to be free of, and you know it. It's time to throw it off today and walk in the fullness of what Christ has for you. That's what we need to do, and that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to have... Alports, if you'll come up, um, Tom, are you around? Can you spare yourself up here? If there's anything that you need prayer for, I don't care what it is. We want to pray for you. If we can get some kind of music playing, we want to pray for you because I don't want any person to leave here saying, you know what, I'm in bondage to this thing because why are you coming here if you don't want to leave free? I'm just asking, you know. Why? Listen, I do not want this church to be just a gathering of people. Boy, we had a really good worship service. And boy, we, pray, we preach some really good stuff. And re no, it's got to be, you know, people come in and there's deliverance and there's freedom and they walk out changed. That's what I'm after. That's what I believe. That's what we want. And so whatever it is you're dealing with, I don't care. We just want to agree with you in prayer that today you're walking out of here with this new identity because you've thrown off the old. And behold, all things have become new. Is the, and ask, I'm going to ask this one last thing. That thing that's hindering you, have you made Jesus the Messiah or the Lord over that area? Maybe it's your mouth. I'm, getting, I'm meddling, I know. Maybe it's your stinking attitude. Have you given, is he Messiah over that? Listen, if you're smoking, every time you take a cigarette to take a puff, you ask yourself, is Jesus the Messiah over this? Is he the Messiah over this? I'm not saying, listen, if you are, I'm not condemning you. I'm saying look at that thing and allow God to be the Lord over that and you watch and see if he won't deliver you from it. But God, you're God of all this, but you ain't having this or this or this. Got pretty quiet again, didn't it? <laughs>
Can we just be real, folks? Yeah, we're real people that have real problems. So if you need prayer, come on up. Go ahead. Crank up the music, man. Praise God.